Well, hello there, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on today's conversation, we're talking with Kate Daly. She is Environmental Analyst with the Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination, and she's here to talk with us about climate action planning, the recent plastic bag tax, and the efforts of the county's Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination. Kate, thanks for being with us on the County Conversation Podcast. Thank you for having me. A lot of uh, topics there to discuss. I don't know where to start. Why don't we start with the office, I guess. That seems like a good place. The Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination, a relatively new office with the county and the county government. Hadn't been around that long, correct? Correct. So the Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination, we like to call ourselves the OEEC since it is a mouthful. That's right. The OEEC. Another acronym for government. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> was formed um, in July 2019. So we have not been around for long, but we um, have made a lot of progress since we've formed in July 2019. So Okay. All right. Um, accomplishments so far? What's What's on the horizon, maybe? Yes, so we just wrapped up a planning process for a community-wide energy and climate action plan, or CCAP, another acronym for you. (laughs) And the board accepted that report in September, this past September. We are also in the midst of another climate plan called Resilient Fairfax, and that is focused more on adaptation and resilience. So making sure the community is prepared for the effects of climate change that we're seeing, such as flooding, extreme heat, those right. kinds of things. Okay. So definitely, definitely very busy yes. since you've gotten underway. You mentioned climate change. I wanna wanna talk about that for a minute. There are lots of folks that believe in climate change. There are some that don't. How, what would you say to those folks that that have doubts or don't necessarily believe in climate change and would say why is the county doing so much or putting such an emphasis on climate change? Well, we are seeing impacts today, so we know that we are being affected. Just looking at the science and the impacts we're facing, we're um, seeing a lot more flooding and extreme heat. There was an event in July 2019 that cost taxpayers about uh, $14 million from the um, impacts of flooding, and we know that's associated with our changing climate. And, and that what was that event? Was that here in Fairfax Yes, County? it was a, a rainfall event in July 2019, I believe it was. Okay. And what area of the county do you know? Um, it was across the county, but there were certain pockets that ex- experienced. Oh, okay. okay. So a widespread event throughout yes. the county, if you will. You mentioned CCAP, C-E-C-A-P. Uh, that's the Community-Wide Energy and Climate Action Plan, I guess. And you said that was accepted by the board. Just back in mid-September, um, if I understand it correctly, it's a top-down mandate. What does that mean? Well, we don't think like to think of it as a top-down mandate because we did have okay, not a top-down mandate. That's yes. what I meant to say. Sorry, can't so read my own notes. We had um, a great uh, community-wide participation on the plan, and the goals and strategies were actually developed by a community um, working group with representatives from. Businesses, residents, religious, and environmental organizations, and lots of other community groups um, across Fairfax County, and they developed um, an overarching goal to be energy carbon neutral, to be carbon neutral by 2050. That's a pretty big goal. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yes, and, it is. And uh, when you were working with all these groups and these residents or citizens, how did you how did you mobilize them to get involved? Was it a pretty easy sell? In other words, we reached out um, early on in the the planning process to some groups we've worked with before. We also asked board offices for help reaching out to some new individuals and asked them to nominate representatives from organizations and businesses. And um, we had some great participation. Right. Okay. And I think uh, through this CCAP, you've got 12 different ways to work toward this carbon neutrality goal. Yes, there are 12 strategies in the CCAP. And those were strategies that the um, working group helped come up with. We had some technical assistance from consultants and um, staff. Right. Now, I, I can see you. And our listeners cannot see you. So I can see that you do not have any notes in front of you. So this may be a tough question. And if you don't know all of them, that's fine. These 12 different ways or strategies, can you give me just a few of them and talk to me a little bit about them? Sure. So we... Through the CCAP planning process, we conducted a greenhouse gas emissions inventory, and that showed us that um, buildings and energy and transportation were our highest emitters. So a lot of the strategies focused on ways to reduce emissions, particularly in those sectors. Um, They include things like increasing use of public transportation, um, increasing energy efficiency in homes and offices, and things like that. And those three areas again, uh, I'm sorry, buildings? Buildings and energy were we lumped into one and transportation. Okay. All right. Now, how can folks find out more information? I think there's a, a newsletter that, that y'all are putting out just specifically on this plan. Yes, there is a CCAP newsletter specific just to the to CCAP, and that can be found on the OEEC webpage. All right. So they can just go to fairfaxcounty.gov and search. Yes. For a climate action plan, if they want to do that, it'd probably be easier than trying to spout off a long URL. <laughs> All right. So that's kind of the the backstory, if you will, on, on the office, how it came about, the community-wide energy and action plan, some of the goals, et cetera. One of the things that y'all are doing is the plastic bag tax that I want to get to. I want to make sure we talk about that and have some time to devote to that. Talk to me a little bit about what that means that when we hear plastic bag tax. What exactly is that? So the plastic bag tax, we had an ordinance passed by the Board of Supervisors this past September, and the tax will go into effect this coming January, January 1st, 2022. And it's a $0.05 cent tax or fee on disposable plastic shopping bags at point of sale and will be um, implemented at grocery stores, convenience stores, and drug stores. All right. And that's going into effect when? January 1st? January 1st, 2022. Okay, 2022. All right. And I, I guess the question is why? Why Why is this necessary? So plastics, and including uh, disposable plastic bags, are a major source of pollution. They can end up in our streams, roadways, and affect not just our local wildlife, but can also get into our food sources. I think I saw a uh, report that humans are ingesting about a credit card's worth of plastic each week. So oh, that's wow. a lot of plastic. That is a lot. You know, I, I can look in my pantry and we've got a wall hanger, you know, hooks on the wall that just every hook is filled with 
plastic bags we get from the grocery store that we keep meaning to take back and recycle. Uh, <laughs> but with with this uh, this plastic bag tax, that's going to cost us a lot of money. I can see a lot of money hanging up on the wall there with the five cents. Yes. So we are encouraging um, residents to switch to reusable shopping bags to uh, avoid that that tax. And it can be a more environmentally friendly option, especially if you just buy a, a few reusable bags and continue to use them um, right. time and time again. That's that's the problem. We always keep forgetting them. Anytime we go to the grocery store, yes. it's like, oh, we left them in the house. We, we try to leave them in the car. Right. <laughs> but that, that doesn't always too. work out. So um, if I understand correctly, the, the plastic bags don't break down uh, um, like other natural materials. Correct. They take, I believe, thousands of years to degrade. And in the meantime, they do break down into these tiny microplastics. And they can be, uh, again, de- detrimental to our wildlife and to our own um, human health because mm-hmm. we're ingesting them. And- right. So how does th- how does this how does this tax going to work? So the state will be administering and enforcing the state's Department of Taxation, and they are reaching out to the uh, affected vendors. Again, those are the grocery stores, convenience stores, and drug stores. And the five cent tax will be applied for each disposable plastic bag at checkout. That can be um, both in person checkout at um, self service, or even if it's an online order that you come to pick up. Mm, okay, we're talking with Kate Daly. She is environmental analyst with the Fairfax County Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination, and we're talking about the recent plastic bag tax, as well as the efforts of the county's Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination. And we've talked about climate action planning that their office has done. Kate, I want to talk about the office a little bit more. Um, what's what's on the horizon? Big things y'all have got planned? Any specifics you can let us in on right now? So we work um, both community-wide. We touched a little bit on our climate planning already. So I'd like to focus on some of the more operational um, side of things. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we... In this past July, the board passed an update to the operational energy strategy, and that was first adopted in 2018, but this update includes much more aggressive goals and targets that the county can try to implement to reach uh, carbon neutrality by 2040, and that's for county operations only. Okay. So you're you're not only looking externally on the community what can be done, but also county government operations, if you will. Now, is that is that looking at energy consumption of the government buildings? What does what does that mean? Yes, so there's um, a range. We have this overarching energy carbon neutrality goal and reducing our overall greenhouse gas emissions, but then we have ten focus areas and ways to reach reach that overarching goal. So we have targets across um, fleet electrification, ensuring our our buses and our fleet vehicles are less um, carbon intensive. And we would like to increase energy efficiency in our our own facilities and buildings. So we have some goals and targets there. Um, increasing renewable energy options for the county's operations. And we have a uh, recycling and waste goal as well. And the um, procurement side is heading up a, a zero waste plan. And that was a part of, it came out of, operational energy strategy, but they had their own separate plan adopted mm, okay. last week. 
So when you talk about energy efficiency, what what does that mean? Does that mean um, when I'm thinking out loud about that, that means um, to me in my mind, the light switches on the wall, not having to turn the light on when you come in and flip the switch up or not have to flip the switch down when you leave. It's it's automatic. It senses your presence. Is that what we're talking about when we're talking about energy efficiency? Sure, that's one way. Um, there's lots of ways to reduce our overall energy use. Um, could also be switching out old light bulbs for LEDs. So those mm. are more efficient options. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know we, we did that uh, at, at home with one of the lights in the hallway right outside my office, and uh, it makes a huge difference. I mean, it's, it's very much brighter, yes. but I'm, I'm sure we'll see the energy savings over time someplace. Um, electric vehicles, we've heard about you know the, the bus fleet and that type thing going electric. County vehicles going electric? Yes, we're making progress in that area as well. So we are installing charging infrastructure to make sure that we can charge up those electric vehicles. Some of those charging stations will also be open to the public hmm. for use and um, making our way through the fleet and determining which which vehicles make sense to, right. to switch over. Now, is it is it going to be the whole fleet? I believe <laughs> that's the long-term. Right, long-term uh, goal. Okay. Long-term goal. All right, all right. Um, what, what else? Anything else we should know about what's going on with the Office of uh, Environmental and Energy Coordination? Sure. So we have other um, community programs focused on environment and energy. I wanted to highlight one called HomeWise, which is a new program for us. And it is all about empowering and educating residents, particularly our low-income residents, on ways to reduce energy and water use in their homes and make sure they can realize some cost savings as well when they when they do those. Okay. Now, are these educational outreach events? So, we um, focus on training a set of volunteers. We had our first volunteer class this, this calendar year, and they in turn um, provide demonstration events and educational materials to the residents that we are targeting. So, we had a few... Um, public demonstration events this year at two of our regional libraries. And we are currently recruiting our next class of volunteers with applications due December 10th. So if you are interested in volunteering with the HomeWise program, we encourage you to check out our website and find more information about the HomeWise program there. All right. And again, the URL for the office is probably very, very long, but if they just want to get more information, fairfaxcounty.gov. And search. Search OEC or, or HomeWise. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you, you need volunteers. Yes, we So, do. Uh, again, if you're interested, go to the website or find the telephone number and give a call, that kind of thing. What what do these volunteers um, re- be required to do? Is there things they need to learn to, to be able to make these presentations? They do not need to be in an expert in the subject matter okay. area. Um, we will provide training uh, about ways to increase energy efficiency and why why that's important. Um, if you are an expert, then we also welcome that. It'd be a great expertise to have, but you do not by any means have to be an expert in, in energy efficiency or those okay. kinds of areas. Right. Uh, one thing just popped in my mind when you were talking about HomeWise program, I was thinking about solar panels. 
what's what's happening in the in the in the world of solar panels, if you will? Well, on the community side, we participate in a regional solarize program every year. That that comes up in the spring. So unfortunately, the the programs for signups right now is closed. But we work with um, regional entities that come and assess property owners' ability to install solar panels on their their homes, and um, if they want to pursue that option that they can get a discounted um, right solar panel. now is is that one of the things in the homewise program that's that's taught or brought up solar energy it's not the solar energy is not so much a big focus the homewise is focused more on weatherization um, changing out light bulbs for more efficient options like LEDs uh, installing weather stripping along doors and windows and installing um, faucet aerators to uh, reduce water use. Okay. Very, all very simple things that pretty much any homeowner can do or should be able to do without too much uh, knowledge required or, I'm assuming, not very costly to do as well? Correct, yes. Okay. So very easy, simple steps that folks can take. All right. Kate, we're running out of time here. Uh, what else should we know about what's going on in your office? Climate change, uh, plastic bag tax, saving the planet, uh, recycling, anything along that line? <laughs> I think we hit on the big, the big issues it Seems today. like we have covered a lot of ground, haven't we? <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> All right. Um, again, is there a phone number? Uh, some folks can call to get more information. Again, the website, just go to fairfaxcounty.gov and search for Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination, but if someone wants to actually talk to someone, is there a phone number? Sure, I can give that out. It's 703-324-7136, and that's our phone number for the the Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination. Okay, 703-324-7136, the main number to call. Or again, just go to fairfaxcounty.gov and search Recycling HomeWise Climate Action Plan, Energy Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination, any of those type things will get you right to where you need to go. And um, that URL, again, it it is kind of a mouthful, but it's fairfaxcounty.gov slash environment dash energy dash coordination. A couple of uh, other things here. Um, Plastic bag tax, if you have questions or comments about that, you can email fairfaxplasticbagtax at fairfaxcounty.gov. If you have questions about the Community-Wide Energy and Action Plan, you can email outreach at fairfaxcounty.gov, outreach at fairfaxcounty.gov. All right, Kate, final word. I'm going to give it give it to you. Any, any final thoughts here on this topic today? Oh, but thank you so much for having me. This has been a great experience. Oh, thank you for being here. We appreciate you, you doing that. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the County Conversation. Again, thanks to you for listening, and thanks, obviously, to Kate Daly for uh, being with us here today. She is the Environmental Analyst with the Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination. If you want to get more Fairfax County news, visit fairfaxcounty.gov news, or you can call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.